Hello and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful. Oh my goodness, we are currently in Switzerland, our first time here, and it is so incredibly beautiful. Now, I'll be honest, there is not a place that we have went that I've thought, this is ugly. <laughs> so I can pretty much say every place is beautiful. We were in a different part of Denmark last year. We've been to Copenhagen a few times. Um, sorry, last year, last week. And it is beautiful. I mean, everywhere. Truly, this planet is beautiful. Oh, so one of the things that I've been talking about a lot, and I've been talking a lot because I am facilitating back-to-back -back foundation classes. How did I get so lucky? Is over giving and is it possible to overgive? <sighs> yeah so I know when I first started my business I had a lot of interesting points of views about receiving money for doing something that I love to do so specifically doing classes because classes were something you know when I got to facilitate a group of people Oh my gosh, it just it just lit me up so much. So then people paying me to do that felt awkward. So and not that I ever sat down and kind of thought about all of these pieces that I'm talking about now. It's just something I've become aware of over all these years. And I started my business in 2002, probably facilitated my first class in 2003. So I have a lot of experience with this. Um, and so what I would do is to, in a sense, compensate is I would overgive. I would give so much. I would want everybody that took the class to totally understand the information. So let's say I was facilitating a Reiki class back then and I had been studying Reiki for a few years. I would do what I could to give them everything that I knew about Reiki in all the years I'd been playing with it and try to give it to them in that class. Which, I mean, it may sound like that's a nice thing to do or that's a good thing to do, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's not. It If you're doing it from that energy of I owe you something or like I have to overgive because of what you're giving like anytime you've got that energy going on it is not going to be fun for the person receiving it and it's interesting because it was about I think it was 2010 so I had been in business for eight years and I was facilitating a class it was a I think live your live your dreams class it was a day-long class and I, if I had a class that was like a day-long class, I would always provide lunch. So this class, I remember I was charging $75 for the entire day and providing them lunch. And I ended up having, I think there was maybe 20 people. So now that's a fairly big lunch. So I had to take the day off from doing private sessions before the class because I needed to pre like prepare. So I had a turkey in the oven, I had buns rising, I had all, like, I was getting ready the day before, and our power went out. 
So I had to take the turkey into Vermilion where we lived, you know, drive it in, cook it at a friend's house. And it wasn't until I actually went through that, that I even went to the question of, is this necessary? Like, do I really need to be providing a home cooked lunch or any sort of a lunch for people to attend my class? And the answer is no, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it was from that energy. Now, if it's from the energy of like, wow, this feels really fun and I love to cook and I love to bake and I love to share my food with people and that just lights me up, that's a totally different energy. And it was not from that energy. I don't love to cook. I will cook and I can be a good cook uh, and I don't love it. So it was really from that overgiving energy and it just... It was just ridiculous. And it was so cool because it truly gifted me what was actually required, which was to stop, like to actually stop doing, you know, food as part of it and allow people to choose if they wanted to eat, if they didn't want to eat, if they wanted to bring a lunch, if they wanted to go into town for lunch, like they could actually choose. And of course, it doesn't have to be just something like that in terms of overgiving. It can be so many different ways. We have, you know, of course, bars classes and foundation classes. And at this point, I mean, I have been facilitating both of those since 2012. So I have many, many years. I have so much information. And if I attempted to give all of that information in these classes, people would start to hate me. Maybe not hate me, but they would start to separate, they would start to disconnect. And it is truly about what are they asking? So if somebody were to come in and attend a class and not ask anything, you know, if they had a question, I don't mean they have to have a question, but if they had a question, but they didn't ask, it's not up to me to fill that in. Now I'm aware when they've got a question, I'm aware of what's going on. And it truly has to be from that person for them to ask for what they would like. And this is such a gift with the access consciousness tools that I use because until I started studying these, I didn't have that concept. I was overgiving, overgiving, overgiving. And what would usually push people away? Because think of yourself, like if you're not asking, let's say you're sharing with a friend uh, some problem that you've got going on and suddenly they go into, well, here's how you can fix it and here's what you need to do and make sure to call this person and I'll get you this phone. Like that doesn't feel fun for you, probably. I mean, it never has for me. And yet I used to do it all the time to people and want to really recognize like that if somebody isn't asking, then they're not willing to receive it. How do we know? They're not asking. And the same thing, you know, with anything that you're doing, if you're just talking with a friend or maybe you just read a really cool book and you think the world should know about the information in the book. So you start telling the world, you know, everything. It's like it just becomes not fun for the people around you. So look in your life of where you're overgiving. And and so, again, this overgiving really has the energy of... Um, like a, a filling up or a desperation or a um, I owe you type of energy behind it. We can have situations where we give. So in, um, 
in the foundation class at the pool, I gave each person a gift. Now, I would love to do that in every part of the world uh, to the degree of the gift that I gave them in uh, at the pool party. However, I would need 16 suitcases. <laughs> so uh, people get a much smaller gift from me when I'm traveling. Uh, and and that gift was truly joyful for me to give. Like I loved it. It wasn't from, and so it's again, checking in with the energy. What is the energy that you're giving with basically? I was going to say from, but I really get that it's more like you're giving it with that. So if, if you're handing someone a gift, are you giving that from the energy that, or with the energy that you owe them? or that you're making up for something. Like, what is that energy with it? And then recognizing, too, when somebody gifts you, if it has a funny energy on it, just ask if it's from that. You've probably, maybe you've been in a class with me before I became aware of all this stuff, so you've experienced that. Or maybe you've been with others. Maybe you facilitate your own classes, and you can recognize where you're doing that, where you're being that. And it's not about making yourself wrong. It is about recognizing like, okay, so what, what else is possible here? I'm in a year-long program with Dane, uh, one of the co-founders of Access Consciousness, and I've been in many, many of his programs over all these years that I've been playing with these tools. And he talked about in it how like, he is gifting us a lot of stuff in the program. So there's the stuff the program came with, and then we'll often get additional awesomeness. And it has such a different energy because it's truly from the generosity of spirit, from the place of here you go, and also from the place of do with it what you like. Because that's the other thing is sometimes we give with, you know, let's say we give a book to somebody with the energy of now you need to read it. And that even has a funny energy to it. Instead of what if you were willing to give the book and you didn't have a point of view of what the person chose with it. Maybe they used it to level out their desk, or maybe they gave it on to a friend. Like, and that's the energy that I get from everything Dane's been gifting us in this program is that, that generosity of spirit and do with it what you like. If you never download it, if you never listen to it, it doesn't matter. And that is, to me, the energy of true gifting, as opposed to, I'm going to gift you this, and then you're going to like it, and you're going to listen to it, and you're going to be able to read it backwards, and like, all of that energy. And then being aware that, like, the crazy attached to that. What if we don't owe anybody anything, ever? Ever? Because even if we do anything from that energy of owing, it's not fun for us and can pretty much guarantee it's not fun for the other person either. And even going back to the information that, you know, we give in classes or in sessions and all of that, it's like, what if we truly allowed the person to choose? Now, we can say that, and let's say you facilitate the Access Bars class. You know in there, just like in Foundation, there's things that we... Uh, require to cover to actually have the person you know be able to walk away with the information and what if we gave them the information allowed them to ask questions yeah 
Yeah, I know. It's a totally different concept. I get it. Uh, And if you've ever taken a class, you know, especially personal development or healing or that sort of thing, you really, especially if it's your first time taking it, you really don't get a lot of it. Like you, you perceive the energy and you get the information, but you probably aren't retaining it or really totally present with it because it's brand new. And so then when we as facilitators are trying to like doing it from the overgiving of it, then we might become aware that you're not quite getting it. So now we're going to force it. We're going to push it. We're going to make darn sure you do, which then creates even less presence and less awareness with it. So it's that energy again, being aware of that. And what might be possible if you stopped overgiving? Like, look at your your kids. If you've got kids, your teenagers, like chances are they're not interested in a three hour explanation of something. Um, It's like, what if you give them whatever information they're asking for and allow them to give the information that they're willing to give you and not have to have it be more than that? where a lot of people define maybe themselves as a parent as, oh, I sat with my kid and talked for two hours last night. And, you know, there's going to be some kids that that's just not going to work for, especially as they get older and into those teen years and stuff. And, and what if that's okay? And I don't mean you become, you know, uninterested in their life or anything like that, but just to recognize, you know, where the person is, what, how they're operating and what is what is actually possible in that moment if it is a two-hour conversation and that's fun for both of you cool but if it isn't it's not about forcing it or making it happen it's really about just being present with maybe the three-minute conversation that you get and recognizing that that is that is a huge gift right there in whatever it was yeah there's a lot of energy on that one gosh wow so yeah, so what could that be like if you didn't have to have a point, not didn't have to, but if you didn't have a point of view of what it needed to be like with your kids or with other people or in your marriage or in your friendships, like what those conversations needed to look like or were supposed to look like or had to look like, whatever all that might be, what might be possible? Yeah. You know, because some people and some people marry the exact opposite. So one person says, how was your day? And the other person says, good. And the other person says, how was your day? And the other person goes on for four hours about how their day was. And neither is right or wrong. You just want to recognize that if that's what it is, then you don't have to make it something else or make up a story that, oh, they never tell me what's going on, uh, whatever story you might tell. And also recognizing, you know, when a person stops listening, recognize that because we all know when it occurs. We just think if we keep talking that they will continue uh, till, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll catch on. Like, no, when we're done, we're done. We're all like that to some degree at some point in some situations. It's also one of the reasons that I love the new format of my show uh, is that I don't have to fill the hour anymore. So on Voice America, I was required to fill the hour. That was the time slot. And one, we're all so much faster. We're so much faster than when I started in 2013. I don't have to talk about one topic for 60 minutes for you to get it. Talk about overgiving. 
Uh, and back then we did, or probably, let's be honest, I required to talk about it for an hour to really get it to the level that I desired to get it. And now there's so much less required. <sighs> All right, so I would love to invite you guys. Oh my gosh, we did the Zoom to the 100 days, uh, 100 times in 100 days for how to become money workbook and the Zoom was called Actualizing $100 Million. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so freaking amazing. It's basically an hour of clearing. I didn't take any questions. I just tapped into the energy of everybody listening now and in the future and just did a clearing call with a like energy pull and all sorts of awesomeness at the end. And I have been looping that baby. Oh my God. Oh my God. How does it get any better? And then of course, September 25th, we start the hundred times in a hundred days for the 13 questions from the how to become money workbook. So check it out. If you haven't found the link, if you got an email, reach out, I will get it to you so you can check out the information. Would love to have you. And, of course, I've got more foundations coming up. Lloyd Minster, Alberta slash Saskatchewan in October, and Las Vegas, and New York. And Cochrane, Alberta, January of 2020. So much awesomeness coming up, guys. I look forward to hugging you somewhere very, very soon. All right, so let's get back to talking about are you an overgiver? So it really, to me, it's like really about honoring you and what works for you. If it's, again, I talked about this before, but really, if it's fun for you to supply meals in your classes or whatever you're doing, cool, go ahead and do it. And if it stops being fun for you, make sure you let yourself know that too. Because when it stops being fun for you, usually... You don't let yourself know that right away. And then, I don't know, maybe you'll have to go to town with your turkey. <laughs> and I, if I, I don't even recall if I actually used that same turkey or if I bought a new one, uh, just because the thought of having turkey, you know, not be cooking for a while, uh, that's a little you know, scary for me and that. So anyway, it was crazy, but it was such a gift again, because it got me to look at, okay, what am I doing here? And the energy behind it and that desperation. I also had a woman once years and years ago, and she had a, she had a migraine. And so she came in for a Reiki session. And I did a three freaking hour Reiki session on her and the migraine didn't change. I had, I was on a board at the time, I canceled my meeting, I was so, it was so important for me to have her be better, to have the migraine go away, that I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it, and it wasn't freaking changing. And I just look at that now, and I'm so grateful, right? Because we, we get awareness, choice creates awareness. So I received the awareness. I would say not right away. I felt bad for probably weeks or days of how it didn't change it for her. And what I realize now, what I know now, is that it's always up to the person on the table what they receive, what change they choose. And with that overgiving that I was doing, that push and that force and all the definitions of me as a healer, if she didn't get better and when the migraine didn't change, it's like, let me do it longer. And like, none of that was creating, it wasn't kind for one, it wasn't kind to me or to her. 
three-hour Reiki session and not have the headache budge. What else is possible? And I mean, truly, 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 all of those things where we just overgive and overgive and overgive. The other energy behind overgiving sometimes is where we're aware of what's possible for the person. So we're sure if we just give them enough, if we just give them that, you know, that, that one thing, if we just, you know, it's like, no, yes, we can be aware of what's possible for somebody. We're aware of what they can choose. Pretty much within the first five seconds of meeting them, we have that awareness. It's that we also want to be aware of what are they actually choosing. Because if they're not actually choosing it, then you giving and giving and giving and giving and giving is never going to change it for them. And a lot of people won't acknowledge that. They're just like, no, I haven't done enough. No, I need to try harder. No, I need. it's like, no, let them choose. Let them choose. And that's probably the, the thing for me in all the years is really allowing people to choose. Really allowing people to choose and to not have a point of view about it. And if I do have a point of view, I use the tool Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, they're choosing that and they shouldn't. That's my point of view. That's, that's not, my point of view is irrelevant to what they're choosing. So once I get out of my points of views about what people should choose, then one, I have way more space in my world. And then the person actually has way more space to choose because if I'm projecting they should choose different and it should be better or it shouldn't be or like all that crazy, that isn't going to contribute either. It's like, what if we didn't have a point of view about what anybody chose, including us, right? How much do we do it to ourselves too, where it should be different? I have to do it this way and need to choose that. I, oh, yeah, really, how much more ease could it be? if we were willing to be interesting point of view about everyone's choices and our choices, then we would have so much more awareness of the choice that would create more. Yeah, yeah. And then how much more would you be aware of what somebody can receive? Because, I mean, when we talk about overgiving, it's not like there's a certain percentage. Like, I should only give 18% here. I should only give 24% here. It's not that. It's just that when we give more than the person is willing to receive, we're really setting ourselves up to, uh, for them to, to need to separate from us. I remember my very first uh, certified facilitator class with Gary and Dane in Costa Rica in 2012. And there was a couple who were taking the class and they went up to the microphone and they said, guys, we had this really weird experience. We went to a restaurant and we were all about, you know, kind of giving and giving. And we ordered a meal, but it was like $12. It was really, you know, we just shared a meal. It was, we weren't that hungry. And we gave the waitress, because she was just, we just really enjoyed her. We go there all the time. We gave her a $40 tip. And now, every time we go into that restaurant, she won't work our table. They said, why did, like, what did we do? We thought we were, like, giving her such a gift. And Gary just started to laugh, and he said, she thinks that you want to have sex with her. So she wasn't willing to receive a $40 tip on a $12 meal. So now she's looking for the story to match why anybody would give her that much. 
And it's just from awareness. You're just asking the question of what, you know, what amount would create greater in any situation. Like when you talk about, you know, how much a person is willing to receive, a lot of times people take that into judgment. And it's, it's not about that at all. It's just having the awareness of what will create the most and having fun with it. I mean, we were at a foundation class years ago and there was a person in the class that bought everybody in the class lunch and also was going to give the waitress this humongous tip from this reality. And they asked me, you know, because we'd had this discussion in the class and there's like, you know, can't I just give this to the waitress? They'd asked the question and got the awareness that she wasn't willing to receive that much and they wanted to give it anyway. And it was like, of course, you can choose whatever you would like. You just want to recognize that you're aware that it's not going to create the future you desire. It's not going to create the greatest. So irrelevant, you can still choose it like everything. You can have an awareness of something and still choose something different. And none of it's right and none of it's wrong. Every choice you choose creates an awareness. Anyway, I am just so grateful for you guys. And yeah, I wonder. I wonder might, what might be different now from the space of what are people asking for, not from how much can I give them so they like me or how much can I give them so that they uh, are happy with how much they paid me or whatever crazy it might be. I truly, truly, truly wonder what might be possible now that has never been possible before. Have a great week, sweet friends. I look forward to chatting with you next week.